welcome welcome folks uh thanks for tuning in to the uh third episode of yc founder stories i'm very excited to talk to this guest founder uh who did a lot oh my god like if you go to his linkedin profile you will see like a ton of quite fascinating things that he did without further ado uh gonzalo welcome to the show how are you feeling <laughs> thanks for uh excited to be here yeah me too man i'm i'm more excited about you unpacking your journey and especially learning like how you did all that like what you did uh you know in the past but let's get into the show uh for folks who don't know gonzalo uh he's the founder of double uh, uh ai powered gener- lead generator if i'm not wrong right and did I, did i butcher I, it I always, I, i always like to hear how people describe double uh yeah so so double is a, a tool that helps sales teams ask very specific questions about their 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 prospects the kind of questions right. that you cannot find on zoom info or apollo uh awesome. so in, in like layman terms we help people stalk their the people they want to sell to got it that was actually my first question so now that you're talking so what is your startup idea how, like right now or how did it start yeah yeah, yeah. no what what is what is double if you explain in one two sentences yeah Oh okay yeah so so the two sentences double is a, a tool that helps sales teams ask very um sorry answer very specific questions about their sales prospects the kind that zooming folk cannot nice. answer and we do these by surfing the web uh using LLMs and then finding mm-hmm. the right answer and serving it to you including citations so every single answer to your questions that you get on double has sources and citations along every single fact so you know that you know uh, normally when you're talking with ChatGPT you can ask questions and it'll tell you very knowledgeable answers and it seems correct but you do not have any way of verifying this information on double every single fact that we give back to you uh, there'll be a link to it whether it's like a linkedin profile wikipedia article social media post everything is backed up so as you're researching your leads you're able to first of all make sure everything's correct and right. also you can go back yourself and maybe uh dig deeper and and find more stuff if you're curious that's awesome and how did you come up with the idea uh yeah so this goes back to my previous company so ninja delivery um which is also another very long story but um so just to summarize, summarize ninja so ninja is a 10 minute delivery um grocery service uh, and this was a model that was very popular a couple of years ago you know there were a bunch of new york startups that raised a ton of money doing that uh gorillas in europe also doing that uh and there's still a few around but no one was doing it in canada and there were a bunch of reasons why doing it in canada is very favorable um the main one being that in canada like the grocery uh market is basically owned by like two or three companies so the margins are much better and anyways no one was doing it in canada and so we started ninja to serve the canadian market this new model 10 minute delivery uh, and as we were scaling that uh, and as we were basically operating all these warehouses uh because you need to have a lot of fulfillment centers in the cities to to actually hit 10 minute delivery uh, times. So we had a lot of warehouses with a lot of inventory and we actually had to hire um a lot of PAs just to you know kind of like deal with the inventory. You have to first of all you need to like set new orders so you got to go on your suppliers uh portals and and place new orders basically every single day. You need to match your inventory to your supplier's inventory and that's like a fussy match, you know, not everything matches exactly. and uh yeah and, and and tasks like this which you know are hard to automate just because they require a little bit of uh decision making 
And so at the time, you know, this is like pre-GPT-3 uh, times, like at the time, like it was very hard to automate such, such tasks. But once GPT-3 started, uh, we saw it right away. It was like, oh, we can automate these tasks. Uh, and so Double started as this spreadsheet with GPT-3 in it, GPT-3, GPT superpowers. Uh, and we put it out there. This was around October last year. Uh, and see what how people used it. For us, our use case was primarily, you know, managing inventory. But other people, and especially sales teams, uh, were using it to, you know, basically clean their CRMs or enrich their leads in different ways. And we've kind of grown from there. I love that. I love that you're actually you're building this out of your own problem. You know, instead of like assuming uh, the problem exists. When did you get into YC? Um, yeah, so I see, so winter 2023, uh, so I think we, we got accepted, uh, September last year for, for, for the batch, uh, earlier this year in, in that started in January. That's awesome. And, Congrats. and for the record, that was like, that was like my, my fourth time applying and, uh, I think my, my third time interviewing. So it, yeah. Oh, wow. So you've interviewed three times before, uh, and you didn't get it if I'm, this is the first yeah, time. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, that's correct. Okay, we we can we can unpack that like later in the episode. But uh, what are the key elements to focus on when applying to YC? Well, I think you need to know uh, for, first of all what you're building, and who you're building it uh, for, you know, and, and why it's better uh, than any other solution out there, right? And then you want to have some traction. You want to have either you know you, 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 I, I've talked to a hundred people, they all want these or have these pre-orders, or I'm already making revenue, some sort of traction. Uh, and then some sort of proof that you're the right person to build it uh, will also also help, right? Whether you have the technical skills uh, or you've done it before or, you know, you have some insider knowledge, like, for example, let's say you're running Ninja and, and, and you know about all about the inventory management uh, headaches and now you're building a tool for that. I think that really helps. That That's the main thing. And can you share your YC interview experience in probably one or two sentences? uh yeah the one the one like, for double of course probably we'll unpack that the, for the other interviews but how did the dub uh how did the interview went for double uh yeah well i think at that time the, the, like anything else in life like as you have more experience i think you get better at it right so you know if it's <laughs> your first the first i remember my first interview absolute roller coaster i didn't know if it went great or it went terrible uh you know last interview yeah i thought it was pretty good you know uh, there were answers. We, uh, sorry, there were questions. We gave short answers, straight to the point. We kind of know how it works right now. Nice. Did you pivot during your idea during YC uh, or after? Did you ever pivot? Yeah, actually, we did not pivot. We haven't pivoted our idea. What we have done is a little bit of repackaging our idea, right? So we started as this, um, as this like spreadsheet with GPT three superpowers for inventory management. But that is a very horizontal product that can do a lot of things, right? If you have a spreadsheet with GPT-3 in it, you can do all kinds of things. Uh, and like I said, um, sales teams started using it. And so, you know, through the, as, as we figure out, as we're, where we are right now, where it's like this platform to basically research your leads, there's been around like two or three evolutions of the product. And like the main thing that has changed is how we sell it and how we communicate it. But, you know, the product is still the same. And if you see screenshots from months ago, uh, it still looks the same. So no, no hard pivots for us. And how did YC help you go from zero to one to the later stages? Probably like I can call it N. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I think the main thing has been for us is uh, um, it helps sanitize your thinking. So if, if you're thinking of how, you know, this, I think we, I think this is the problem we have that's keeping us from growing or that's keeping us from getting more traction. And, and you present it to your partners and, and they'll like, you know, check check it over. But if you sanitize your thinking, it's like, oh, have you thought of this or that? Or uh, actually, you know, you're making a common mistake and, and, and that kind of stuff. Just because of the wealth of knowledge they have and experience they have dealing with so many different startups. Uh, and then the other thing that was super helpful during the batch was like just how much um, basically you get pushed to uh, take action right now, do this right now, do not wait. Uh, I think that really helps uh, founders just like move faster and also like just a network around you, right? Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's like trying to move faster. Um, you're going to see a lot of people winning. So you're going to feel like FOMO uh, and, and all of those these things really help. And, and of course, you're surrounded by all these smart people. Um that are doing smart things and and yeah all, all of that really helps and if you can share like uh do things that don't scale uh one of the stories in your startup <laughs> journey especially for double would love to know that yeah i mean we're we're, we're very much still on the do things that non no, no, don't scale uh part of our journey right so we have like a couple thousand users uh, mm-hmm. And every single time someone onboards on our platform, you know, we send them emails. These emails are actually handwritten. Uh, I, like I, I handwrite the emails. I look them up on, on LinkedIn. I send them a personalized message. Uh, mm-hmm. All of these things uh, happen manually. Um, you know, if we see them having issues, we, we actually see the logs of every single user, make sure if they run into any issues, I'll follow up with a loom over email, tell them, hey, it's exactly how you fix that. Um, right. So right now we're at a stage where we can do that. And, and we spend a lot of time doing that. Awesome. How did you get your first thousand users? Um, yeah. So what, what worked for us, uh, you know, we, we didn't do anything. None of this is going to sound crazy, right? So we do, we did a few things like, for example, um, back in December, uh, of course, ChatGPT was, was, everyone was talking about ChatGPT, right? And this idea of like ChatGPT and spreadsheets started like coming up in, in a few places. A few people were working on it. There were no products out there. And there were a few products with traction, but they were had wait lists. And so we basically would just go on any any post that talked about the product and say like, hey, you want to skip the wait list? Come check out Double. There's no wait list. And so uh-huh. we did this in, in Twitter, Hacker News, uh, and, and that worked really well. Uh, and then we went on Reddit and then like, you know, so Double can scrape websites and do things like that and, and help sales teams. So we, we started posting on what were people that, web, that do web scraping or people who are sales, works in sales uh, hangout. We started posting these really short videos and, and that got us a lot of traction. And then, you know, of course we did product hunt. Um, nice. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about, you know, some of these platforms will get you a lot of users, a lot of, some of these other platforms will get you less users, but more paying users. So there's something to be said about, um, you know, maybe the quality of the users or finding the, the, the platform that's, you know, closer, more closely resembles um, your, your, your ICP, like the people you're actually trying to target. But yeah, that, that's how, how that's how we got started. Nice. Uh, if you want to share uh, three tips for founders uh, who are trying to get into YC, what would those be? Huh. Um, okay. So, so my, my first one would be persist, persistent, right? So, uh, do not expect to. You should not expect to get in, in on, on your first try. You may get first uh, get in in your first try, but you should be ready to, you know. Uh, Take well, the hit. Did we? Did we? Uh, did we skip there? No, I'm I'm hearing you. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, three tips for founders applying to YC. So the first one, again, would be to, yeah, don't don't expect to get in in your first time. Uh, and don't, do not get discouraged if you don't get in, right? So uh, like I said, I applied four times. And between every single time, we made significant progress. And we made sure to highlight that progress uh, on our application. Almost to the mm-hmm. point where, hey, YC, if you don't let us in, maybe like on the next update, we'll be so far uh, ahead that we don't even want you kind of thing. Um, at least that, that's sometimes how we framed it. Uh, then the other thing is to, yeah, to, again, like, I would even forget about YC. I wouldn't even think too much about YC. I would just focus on building something that people want and getting as much traction as, as you possibly can. I think that's what I always tell people who are applying to YC. It's like, uh, who, who are either, like, you know, checking on their YC application status all the time. I'm like, hey, that's not the point here. The point is building something that people want. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you do that, I'm sure you get into YC. I'm sure everything will uh, work out. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the third, um, I actually think it will probably help to talk to, you know, uh, other YC founders uh, who are, you know, maybe like building in a similar space Mm. or in your network uh, and just get their, um, basically get their recommendation on your application. I think that will probably help. So last question before we dive into the bonus content, Uh, how was the demo experience was like for yeah, you so, yeah so actually we, we're in the winter 2023 batch but we did not pitch on demo day so we're going to be pitching on that summer 2023 demo day in which is in 19 days so oh. so yeah so I'm, I'm not sure yet uh i did see my friends <laughs> go through it it looks great awesome good good luck on the demo day uh you know we will all be here to root for you that's awesome. Uh, thanks, Gonzalo, for sharing your uh, quick take on the questions. Like we ask, I generally ask all the founders. But let's let's dive into the the additional uh, items. You did a lot. You know, like I said before, there was a there was a nonlinear path to your career, right? It's not like very straightforward that you came. You you did something in the same space, for example, because I, as I see, you you won like a hyperloop. Uh, award you were a founder of waterloo like uh, the first submarine what is that racing team in ontario you did like watley which is like a super flying car Uh, you did ninja delivery you did so many things so explain to me how you did all that and how did you end up building uh what you're building there's a way there's a way where all these thoughts connect and it might not be like immediately obvious but um it basically all started, so I, I went to the University of Waterloo. So I, I was born in Peru, moved to Canada, went to the University of Waterloo, started, started engineering. During my time there, I did a bunch of internships at Tesla, and this was back in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, to 2017. And so, you, you know, you're talking about like pre-Model 3 days. You know, I, I remember ramping up Model X and then Model 3. Uh, and so back then... Um, Back then, if you were at the Tesla factory, it was already obvious that EVs were going to be a thing. It was mm-hmm. obvious that every car was going to be electric soon. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you say that now, yeah, of course, everyone agrees, right? EV is all the way. Um, but back then, for people in the factory, it was already obvious. So me as an intern at Tesla, I was already thinking like, okay, cars are electric. Uh, what's next, right? Should we electrify boats next? Should we mm-hmm. electrify uh, airplanes next? And uh, and we, we had this very compelling... Uh, and two things happened, right? So um, first of all, I had a chance to go on the boring, uh, boring companies tunnel, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't did not like it. So I did not like tunnels. Uh, so <laughs> I, I definitely agreed with the this this thesis that you know 
to basically increase the bandwidth or for roads, we must go, grow in the third dimension. And one way of doing that is tunnels, the other way is going up, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so I started looking up and then we, we came up with this model for, uh, what, what we call a flying car. And, you know, um, flying car is an analogy that for an aircraft that like a car, you right. know, anyone can drive, you don't need like a pilot license. You can, it can take off from anywhere. You don't need to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need jet fuel because, you know, jet fuel is actually very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it needs to be electric and it has to be quiet and safe and all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that basically got us to like, okay, we need to build an electric aircraft and that's where wildfly got started. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of like how that connects, by the way, wildfly was also my first three YC applications, mm. uh, which I've also posted all the applications online. It's on my Twitter. If you, if you and on Reddit, if you search it, sure. um, but yeah, so from wildfly, uh, we, we did wildfly for like, I think close to three years. Um, and after that, you know, pandemic happened, um, and we saw an opportunity during the pandemic to basically, you know, everyone was at home ordering food, kind of not, maybe not everyone, but a lot of food, food ordering went through the roof. Mm -hmm. And so we saw this opportunity to build these robots to deliver food, which of course, not a novel concept, but the way we were doing it, it was a teleoperated robot. That means, uh, yeah, the robot is delivering food in the U S but the person who's driving it is actually driving it from Mexico. So you kind of like monetize the wage arbitrage. Hmm. Uh, and so we built that and we started testing it in the summer uh, in this in, in Waterloo. So a little uh, student town. Hmm. Uh, and as we were testing it, you know, the robot kept breaking. Making roads is really hard, by the way. Uh, but what <laughs> actually sure. what actually started working great was actually like our deliveries were fast. And that seemed to be our, our main value prop. And that's kind of hmm. like how this robotic project turned into Ninja Delivery. So like I said, every dot connects. Um, and, and yeah, and like I said, Ninja eventually, you know, gave us insights that turned into devil. And so, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, yeah, just, just following, uh, everything makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like that, you know, when you like famously how that's how Steve Jobs, you know, put it right. Like you can't connect the dogs forward. You can only look, look, look back at them and like say, okay, now I'm connecting all of them. So I think once one of your every project of yours is is born out of your curiosity from your previous project in a way, right? Uh, and you found like these interesting insights and pick signals. So, what advice do you give for founders? You seem to have that intuitiveness of market cap, market opportunity, and you know right, the timing, right? Jump into the timing. So, what 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 insights do you want to share with? for listeners who were in the same lines. Yeah. So I just want to share, you know, th- this is like a, a short anecdote uh, from my time in, in, in university in Waterloo. Uh, but basically, you know, back then kind of like um, the, the hot thing to work on were autonomous cars, autonomous vehicles. Mm. And I, I wasn't really too much into it, but I also had a friend who, uh, who basically uh, turned a golf cart into a self-driving golf cart. For, for and, and started driving it around campus. Wow. And then he raised some money. Um, you know, they raised from Sequoia. They went to the YC. Before you know it, you know, their company is a publicly traded company. It's called Embark Tracks. Mm. Uh, and so that left an impression on me. I think it always left an impression on me that it's like, um, uh, yeah, w- when these opportunities arise, when a new technology uh, surfaces, um, you know, you, you have a very, it, like, there, there's an opportunity to be amongst uh, like the earliest adopters who have a huge opportunity to, to create an immense value. Just because if you're at the cutting edge, you know, first of all, 
that's when it's easier to learn. Uh, things are not as complex. Everyone, everyone's just trying to figure it out. You have mm -hmm. an immense opportunity to, you know, be at, at the front of, of it all. Right. So, um, so, so I think, yeah, that's, that's one of my, my, my main things, you know, if you're into tech, uh, and you hear everyone talking about LLMs, then, uh, you know, maybe it's time to, maybe it's time to look for opportunities in LLMs and, uh, be at the front of that. Mm. Um, yeah. And you said you've, you've, you've been rejected three times by YC and this is the fourth time you got in. Talk to yeah. me about the whole experience. What happened? What did you learn for the, for after the first time? compared uh -huh. to the second time and the third time and how did you made it like in the fourth time okay so so my, my my first interview back then yc used to fly you into interview so they fly in people from all around the world into the headquarters and you go into a room with three partners and they ask you questions for 15 minutes very similar to what happens now over zoom mm -hmm. um and yeah and for us you know we, we pitched flying cars and um one of the, the, they had two questions, right? The, the main one was like, are you got the guys to do it? We're not sure. And the second one was um, uh, show us that people actually want this, right? And so, so after after that day, you know, the, after the interview was over, they don't tell you you're in or, or you're out. They'll tell you that later that night. But we knew that they, they wanted to know whether people wanted this. And so what we immediately did after that, um, after that meeting was, okay, we need to get pre-orders. <laughs> Uh, so we went to the airport uh, to talk to, you know, uh, airplane dealers, kind of like the people that sell airplanes, like very small airplanes. And I was like, hey, you want to assign this letter of intent saying like, if we built this, you're going to buy this. Mm. Um, and we got, we got a bunch and and then we like send this to our, our, our partner, uh, our YC partner, Eric at the time. Um, mm. And that still not, did not get us, uh, mm. did not get us in. Um, but Anyways, at the second time, you know, second time applying, we already knew, okay, they're going to have what, questions. What, Sorry. Do you, do you know why they rejected you for the first time? Is it just because, because you already provided that letter of intent? It seems like something that people want. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we provided letters of intent and we also proved immense hustle, right? So like we, yeah. we literally like, we're like, okay, we're going to sell it right now. Uh, and we were selling a piece of paper. We, we, we had nothing, of course. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why why we we didn't make it. Um, I do think you know we were very early uh, looking back, uh, and so anyways, we went back to work and we our intent was to reapply again in like six months, right? right and right. so in those six months, we basically we did exactly the two things. We 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 you risk the ex exactly the two the two concerns uh, the the two main concerns people had, right? Can you actually build it? Mm -hmm. So we started building it, uh, and then do people want this? So we actually launched a website and started selling it. You can actually sell, well, selling pre-orders, but this time we collected money. And so, you know, you could go to wifi.ca and like, you know, you could pay a thousand dollars and get a picture of this is your future flying car. Right. Um, yeah. And so we kept applying. And I think every, the, the thing was like every application throughout our three application videos. And you can, like I said, you can find this on Twitter. The mm -hmm. first one, we had nothing. It was two people in a room. Uh, the second one, we had a very small drone that flew around. Mm. By the third one, we had a we had a, an airplane uh, that we could sit inside. Um, oh. And so, th like the trajectory, I think was was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's still pretty hard market. Um, you know, I, th I think if you want to go after that kind of like ch those kind of like moonshots, um, you need to have very like impressive credentials or immense traction or, or a super strong team. Yeah. Mm. Is it because 
I, I, is, do you assume that because you don't have the credentials and you're you're just uh, getting started, is that kind of like probably uh, they rejected or do you have any analysis? Uh, I think we could have done better on the team, right? It's just hard to recruit a team when, when there's no money. And, and, you know, this was like also mid-pandemic. Um, mm. But, you know, this was also the time where there were strong players in this space, in the same space. So Kitty Hawk, uh, Blackfly, Jovi, Lilium, all these very well-funded companies had already, mm. you know, kind of like were getting traction. Um, yeah. And, and so that was also why we eventually decided to flip the page because, you know, it's like, oh, we're falling behind. And uh, yeah. Uh, and you didn't, you didn't apply for Ninja Delivery for YC? Uh, no, Ninja Delivery, we actually started with uh, with the Country Capital Fellowship. And at that point, so, so yeah, so Ninja Delivery was uh, interesting because, um, like I said, we were building these robots for food delivery and kind of like it was, so we would deliver food during lunch, during dinner, in between repair the robot mm-hmm. and write some code for the robot, right? Um, but at night, we would also read these articles about like what Gorillas was doing, what Fritro Moore was doing in New York. All these people with the 10-minute delivery model seemed to have a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, let's, tomorrow, let's just run this as an experiment. We're going to put 500 flyers around the University of Waterloo uh, student area, see if anyone bites. Mm-hmm. And immediately, immediately, like it took, I think it took like 10 minutes from, this, from the first flyer. People mm-hmm. started ordering. Uh, and so Ninja got traction from very, very early on. Um, we didn't think it, it, you know, back then it, it just made sense to to apply to YC. It was, it just seemed to, uh, you know, sk- skip YC, go straight to the seed round. Yeah, that's why. But what, then why did you apply for YC during double? Is there, is there an intention behind it? Yeah, I mean, double was different because, you know, we at, at the stage when we applied, basically, you know, there were no, uh, there were no, big paying customers we're, we're kind of like you know i think we think there's an opportunity here we're kind of like figuring it out um you know we want to build in this ai space and uh yeah and we have this team we've worked together before we think we, under- we we understand the problem we have experience on this problem but we don't have a lot of traction mm. uh, and, and so yeah it, it, it just made sense too awesome do you want to talk about some of the failures you had in your startup you know experience probably like if you want to talk about you know what is it still running up and running with what's the status of that versus even ninja delivery yeah so Wi-Fi is not running anymore um mm. yeah that, that's just simple as that and i actually i am very bullish that we're gonna see something very close to the flying car that we dreamed of uh either it's gonna be jovi aviation or archer or mm. lilium i think we're gonna see one of those uh next year Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Ninja, Ninja Delivery is uh, eventually sold uh, off to a company called Buggy, so mm-hmm. Buggy.ca. So it's a Canadian, Buggy is like, Buggy is building the Canadian GoPath um, mm-hmm. and they acquire Ninja. And so you can still get, you know, it's not, it's no longer 10 minutes. I think they do 15 minutes, but you can still get 15 minutes delivery uh, in a number of cities in Canada. Nice. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, talk to me about Wattfly. Why did you, did you, have you tried like first two questions? One, one is how did you ended up building the prototype? It, it definitely must require some sort of capital. Number one, uh, number two, have you tried like looking for a buyer because you've built a prototype, you've kind of signed 
some pre-orders uh is there a potential to like get acquired by someone have you tried that path yeah so so as as i like how fat what fly got money to build something right so obviously you know you start with no money how do you mm-hmm. build an aircraft uh, our approach and this is an approach that i think many moonshot companies uh take is uh you basically break down your development into tiers uh into very small tiers that you can you can accomplish with the amount of funding you have right so mm-hmm. Um, so in Wattfly, the way these looked is like the first, and, and the first prototype was like a, a drone this size made out of cardboard. Mm. It could fly. It was made out of cardboard. Uh, but you know, the computer that flew that drone is the same computer. I was going to fly something bigger. Mm. And so we put together that little drone, maybe like a hundred bucks. And we, then we used that in some pitch competitions that, you know, provided grants, mm. um, to basically win that. And, you know, we didn't win too much money. The first one was maybe like 5K, 2K. Uh, but, you know, all those monies went into like the next Wildflag prototype, uh, which wasn't a small drone. It was a medium-sized drone. It was bigger than a person now, but mm. uh, it was still made out of hardware reinforced with fiberglass. Um, nice. And again, if you fly, uh, it's bigger. Uh, there's something to be said about size and people respect, you know, big drone. They understand. Uh, so sometimes people just need to see it. And, and so, yeah, that bigger drone... But as gain us bigger checks, uh, eventually you could have serious conversations with uh, investors, uh, and that that's how like the last uh, bigger aircraft came to be. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, and of course, this is also where having a, a team with relevant skills comes in, right? I'm not yeah. saying like, hey, you can go and like put some money, figure out how to build this. Uh, the only way this was possible was because we were doing everything in house and we were doing everything ourselves, and we've done it before. So we've done, we had uh, being engineers. Uh, you know, like you mentioned before, I had worked on submarines before, so I had worked, I had built uh, composite structures in the past. Right. Uh, my co-founder in the past had worked on race cars before, so he he was he knew all about fiberglass uh, and carbon fiber, and so we we could this was something that we could build, right? Uh, and so we did, and yeah. In terms of selling Wattfly, uh, I think that's a bit tricky. Um, there were some conversations uh we, we we never you know never some conversations with the people that pre-order it of course the people that pre-order were the most interested in having these you know actually having these built even if they had to like finish it themselves but mm-hmm. not, nothing ever um came out of that nice. yeah yeah so you seem you seem like a person or a founder who wants to aim for moonshots why why is that what made you inspire who who do you look up to like these days uh or in the, even in the in the past yeah i, I think like um w- you want to build something that basically you know changes the, the timeline right it's like you know it's like when you it's like the back to the future movie it's like it's like oh you went back to the time you changed something and now it's an alternate timeline it's like you right. want to build that alter, alternate timeline like you built something and like the timeline changed since you built that um you know whether that's a flying car you know whether that's you know getting people being able to deliver anything to anyone in 10 minutes whether that is to you know to be able to automate the entire back office for for every single office in the world uh these are all things that would change our timeline i think um yeah um uh i i'm not sure like growing up you know like like every other founder right like super into steve jobs now once you start engineering, every single engineer is super into Elon Musk. Right. Um, yeah. And I think one of the greatest privileges was actually like getting to meet Elon and, you know, um, 
a lot of mm. times having a lot of meetings with Elon, I've been able to like see, see Elon. It's like, oh, um, you know, yeah, he, he, I think he's very smart, but like if he can do it, like, yeah, we, we, we probably can do it too. Mm. Um, maybe that, that's been the attitude. Yeah. I love that. I love the, the way you put it because you usually get intimidated by your heroes uh, when you, when you get closer to them or like, you know, but if, if, if you flip the switch and say, yeah, they did it. They were once like us, you know, from even Elon Musk, he was not like a rocket scientist or an engineer. He learned how to do these things like, you know, over the years uh, by putting effort and time. And I feel like that's the right attitude. And I, I, you know, I love that you mentioned that one, one thing also, I want to also ask, uh, the previous startups experience are more of like hardware, right? You're building mm-hmm. prototypes like in real time. With mm-hmm. double, it's different. It's I think software. And how are you keeping up or what was like the big differences you're seeing in the whole process of going from going faster and like the speed and execution timing? Uh, what's the difference you're, you're observing yeah, that, that's a good question. And I think that ch- this change started before, before Double. So even Ninja Delivery, you know, we uh, we went from like, I'm excited about building these robots to like, oh, we're delivering groceries using e-bikes and we have these warehouses and there's no robots. Uh, and uh, yeah, and even at that point, you know, my, my role shifted more towards uh, what the what what I was actually developing was actually building was a great customer experience uh, a user experience you know um, and you know um, that and growth right so basically a ninja was like crafting these very magical experience because what happens when you have an app and you click order and you know you get the thing in ten minutes at your door or or less uh, mm-hmm. is that it feels like magic uh, mm-hmm. and so the emphasis you know kind of like reframe it as to like okay we're not developing hardware anymore now we're developing user experiences. Um, mm. And I think a lot of that has carried over to double where it's like, hopefully, um, well, I think I, I, I really believe that um, our users have a lot of moments in double that it just feels like magic. Um, just like the amount of information you can find, uh, how quickly it does and like how easy it is to set up these very advanced workflows with just like English uh, language, like sentences, uh, it feels like magic. And so uh, that's, that's how I uh, approach things now. I love that. You didn't you didn't mention about software in the in your answer. You just said about user experience. I love the way yeah. I feel we look if we look at things from a user standpoint and your job is to delight the users irrespective of the medium, hardware, software. Doesn't like really uh it, it do it does matter, but it's not like the deal breaker in my opinion. And I think what you said is absolutely true. If you train your mind to like look into uh user experience how can i provide a better experience how can i make our users awe or how can make them wonder i think that's the the right way and talk to me about like what what are what is what is something that exciting you these days you know in terms of double uh, other technologies you know you're deep into ai what's 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 passionate what's more passionate to you right now yeah, well, I mean, we're we're about to ship a new version of Double, so I'm super, super, duper excited about that right now. Um, basically, I think um, you know, and and this is also part of the reasons why you want to be along. You want to be one of the early builders on AI or any new technology, like because Double was basically one of the first mm-hmm. AI products out there. 
we got to see how people use use these new AI, these LLMs, and we have uh, you know we which is which is amazing, and you can really iterate on it. So I think like uh, you know all the experiences that we're about to ship on Double um, are really going to enhance uh, people's capabilities with LLMs. Right. Um, as you see people use these new AI technologies, you see them use GPT. Uh, you don't only see them how they. You don't only see how they use it correctly. You also see how they fail at it. You know, mm. you you see how they ask questions that are impossible for the LM to to answer. And sure. you know, we're enabling Double to be able to answer those questions that before were impossible. And so now people are, oh, this thing can do more and more things. And so that's I find that incredibly exciting. Mm. Um, yeah, and and you know, the other thing that um, I find exciting is. Um, uh, and and I, I I my prediction is that this is this is the the next hype cycle, but it's like just humanoid robots. We seem to we seem to like be uh, almost around the corner with more and more teams, more and more seriously and talented and well-funded teams working on it. Uh, I think that's going to be you know really exciting. Uh, yeah, really do, soon. Do you think? I think this is more of general AI uh, right now, where we are you know we're dealing with. Do you think, uh, in your experience, is there a is there a future? Do you imagine where we build like real robots with like artificial intelligence? Uh, I think Elon Musk, Tesla launched something. I forgot the name. I'm blanking right now. But do you see like there is a there is a way just just he revolutionized electric cars by introducing electric car to the market, and everybody pretty much right now in the world is trying to get electric from you know, the gas motors, right? Do you see like a future uh, of autonomous robots uh, roaming around in the streets and, you know, delivering food and like, you know, doing things for us? Uh, you know, I I am the kind of person that needs to see it first, like once every time. Can I imagine that future? I personally can't right now. Um, mm. I think I need to see first see a robot walk around and, uh, and then uh, I would imagine possibilities. Uh, I do not fast forward to, you know, the future where, you know, this is like, uh, you know, there's robots all around. feels like it rarely plays out that way. Uh, same with autonomous vehicles, you know, now in San Francisco, we're at the point where like, yeah, there's autonomous vehicles in the streets every day. Right. Um, but it's not that future where, oh, every vehicle is autonomous. Um, yeah, so I, I try not to like skip forward to the, to the, to the sci-fi part. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to like stay one step, step at a time. Um, uh, yeah. And you know what, maybe like the first few robots are just going to be in factories and we're not going to see them as much. Um, mm. and, uh, yeah. And I think that that's fine. Um, yeah, if, if anything, you know, we're at the point where, like some of the most exciting things about these new technologies is actually how it's going to uh, impact our culture and, you know, um, you know, the, the jobs and like what, what, what we actually do and uh, where we find fulfillment for, from, right. uh, you know, when we have like more and more robots replacing jobs. Um, right. Yeah. That's th th those are also questions that I think are very interesting. A uh, quick question. Last question before we wrap up, you seem to be a founder where, you want to enter uh, to areas or technologies before anybody else, like before it becomes like a like a wild ride. And with the robots, like the flying cars and, you know, delivery with the robots and even the AI, you kind of like are early. It can become very lonely 
right? Like you don't have like good company, for example, uh, to rely on, you know, when you go through the lows. Uh, how did you build that conviction to see that, okay, this is the right path we want to go. And it really helps other people to like, you know, for example, in double, you ask a good question for a sales guy. In, it tells about like some unknown information about a lead. That's that's an impact, right? So how do you talk to yourself that, okay, this is the right path when there are only few people like marching in that path? Yeah, I, I am not sure if I have a good answer. Um, yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, for double, when you're like basically uh, developing product uh, into kind of like the abyss or like areas that have not been explored before, sort of like my guide is like, oh, it, does this new capability get me excited? Uh, and earlier when I was talking about like how excited I am about like the new double features, I'm just mm-hmm. excited because I see them, I try them for myself, and I get excited. Uh, I don't know if, you know, the market's going to get be as excited. I think it's incredibly exciting. Uh, mm. And that's going to be like my attitude for, for everything. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that That's basically it. But, you know, if, if I think this could be another reason, another reason to apply for, for YC. It's just like, mm. you're going to have a network of people who kind of like to talk to about these things and like who, who share the same struggles, the same lows, uh, mm. and who will also be probably excited about the same things we're excited about. So, you know, finding your tribe is definitely important. Hmm. Um, I like that. At, at the same time, I do think you know this has to come from within, and you don't want it to be like you want. You do not want to be driven by external factors, right? It's like right. what Elon says. You know, if you need motivation, then don't even try. <laughs> not, not for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot, uh, Gonzalo. This is awesome. I'm, I'm inspired by your motivations, intentions, and uh more importantly the way you want to pursue and look at things you know you look you look at things slightly different than some of the founders i, I interact with uh and that's amazing and you know i hope this episode helps more people to like you know develop that perspective but before we wrap up do you have anything anything to close out like any closing thoughts you want to share with us uh no i would just say that if you're a founder and anything i said like sounds interesting or resonate with you reach out i always love to hear see what people are working on i always like to chat with other founders uh you know i think uh founders need to stick together awesome yeah that's something i really admire about yc founders because they always are in the mood to pay it forward so thanks thanks gonzalo and thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode we have amazing i have like i'm so excited to actually talk to a lot of founders like gonzalo in the next few weeks uh the pipeline is growing uh day by day so uh that's a wrap and you know stay tuned for the next one cheers guys i think it stopped